podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the case of Her Majesty's Inspector of Health and Safety and Chevron North Sea Limited. And the citation for this case is 2018 UKSC 7. This case starts on an oil rig and raises some interesting questions about the operation of health and safety law. It is Chevron who run the offshore installation in the North Sea, but when it was inspected in April 2013 there were problems with the helideck. In particular the degree of corrosion made it unsafe and therefore a prohibition notice was served under section 22 of the Health and Safety at Work Act 1974. The appeal process for Chevron began the following month, but during this time they were also very proactive and had the helideck tested themselves. It was found that the metalwork was fine and actually met the relevant British standards, with the exception of one plate that had been damaged during the inspection, but in any case was not in a position where someone who worked on the installation could be injured by it. The specific legal problems begin to arise when Chevron sought to rely on that report in their appeal against the notice issued by the inspector. In other words, does the tribunal have to only rely on evidence available at the time of the inspection, or can it look to other evidence that has come to light in the meantime? This was the question before the Supreme Court, and they began by looking at the relevant item of legislation, which is section 24 of the Health and Safety at Work Act 1974, as this sets out the process for appealing against a notice. In particular, they had to consider whether to adopt a narrow interpretation that would favour the health and safety inspector, or whether they should take a broader approach that would assist Chevron. There are some strong arguments for a narrow interpretation because looking at a whole range of new evidence at the tribunal stage could lead to significant costs and delays. This is of course true, but only to a certain and limited extent. Section 24 still makes it clear that an appeal has to be launched within 21 days, and once that process is underway, the case is within the control of the tribunal where the judge will take action to minimise things like costs and delays. In the end, it is the broader interpretation that makes much more sense within the context of the health and safety regime. The only way that a notice can be cancelled is through an appeal, but if the tribunal could not take into account all of the evidence, then it would be impossible to do this, even if there was no actual safety risk in the first place. This might lead to a situation where a business has to carry out work for the sake of it and suffers unjustified damage to its reputation, as well as financial harm. That scenario becomes even more serious when we recall that potential criminal liability also exists under health and safety law. It was Lady Black who gave the lead judgement and she noted that the appeals in these types of cases are not against the opinion of the inspector, but rather the notice itself. This is important because it means that the ultimate question is whether there is a health and safety hazard, and it simply doesn't make sense to try and answer that question without looking at all of the available evidence. In doing this, the aim is not to undermine the work of health and safety inspectors because they do a good job and often have to take quick and decisive action without the ability to carry out the more comprehensive testing that they might might like to, if they had more time. 
Instead, their main focus is on the welfare of employees, and a requirement to undertake full testing would certainly undermine this. On the other side of the equation, the powers invested in health and safety inspectors also act as a deterrent to businesses tempted to let their safety standards slip. With this in mind, there were some concerns that a wider interpretation of Section 24 would negate the effectiveness of notices, but this is not the case. The dispute here is about the appeal process, and allowing a full review of all available evidence at the tribunal does nothing to operate against the effectiveness of the original notice. Overall, I think that this is a sensible decision, as the arguments put forward by the Inspector of Health and Safety had no real basis in either the law or practical reality. Even from a much broader rule of law perspective, there is little justification in preventing a tribunal from considering all of the available evidence. A person with little to no understanding of the law would be able to recognise this as wrong. Furthermore, the judgment will not affect the day-to-day -day operation of health and safety law in the UK, and inspectors can still be confident that they can perform their role as they did before. If a tribunal later decides to overturn their notice, then they will know that this is not necessarily a criticism of them, but rather the result of a fuller investigation that takes into account all of the available evidence. Well, thank you very much for once again tuning into the UK Law Weekly podcast, and thanks to bensound.com who provide the theme music. Remember, if you do get a chance to leave a rating and a review on iTunes, that is always very much appreciated. And if you want to get in touch with me, then you can do on Twitter. I am at Marcus Cleaver. I'll be back with another case next week, but for now, bye!